What's going on? Let's get into it. Game day after dark. Darren bombing. This way, Zach Schnitzer to my virtual right. Uh, Bombers win, and it was a nail-biter. 19-17, your final score. Jeremiah Mazzoli and the Ottawa Red Blacks look completely different than the Jeremiah Mazzoli-less Red Blacks did in 2021, Zach. Uh, pardon everybody out there. Uh, pardon me for running a little bit late. Uh, un- like We'll get into it in a second. I don't know if you can see the sweat on my brow, but... Uh, <laughs> racing to get here what's going on schnitz how was the game you were there how, how was well, the experience in the in the stands let me tell you that i'm drinking some tea now albeit it's out of my 107th great cup champs mug but i was doing a lot of screaming i will you not pretend huh? to be an objective fan although objectively darren yeah. i think this is the hot take that 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 everybody in barberland has we did not deserve to win that game we, the Bombers we did not, no. Possession battle. We were outgained by over 100 yards on offense. Our offense, I mean, we're going to hit, we're going to hit Winston Rose. Uh, we're going to hit Mark Leggio. I yep. want to hit Donald Rutledge because I thought he had a whale of a game. Okay. Uh, I want to hear what, what, what your thoughts on Kalaros and that offense and running game was. Yeah. Buddy, like there's a lot to talk about. We had uh, Drew Brown in there quite a bit. We had Prukops on those uh, holding the kicks. One he turned into magic. The other one, uh, I'll get to that later because I've got a I got a friend who sits in front of me who saw something interesting. The okay. D, what were they doing? They they had pressure, uh, <laughs> but, but it wasn't that regular dark side defense. It it was a fascinating game, my friend. But hey, they want to know. There's a long way to go. The beer flowed, and now the words are gonna flow, my friend. Yeah, let's well, I, I, this game, buddy. I'm I'm looking forward to getting into it uh, with you, Zach. And thanks to everybody out there uh, who's joining us live on Facebook and YouTube, uh, or maybe you're watching on Twitter. Uh, if you want to get into the live chat, head over to YouTube.com/slash Bonfire Sports or find us Facebook.com/slash Bonfire Sports TV. What are you, What are we pointing at here? I'm pointing at Comet here because you know what? Oh, Comet's Comet been texting the hotline. Hit the hotline. Nice, Comet. Yeah, you. yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to pull up those right now. Pull up Comet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit the. Uh, by the way, I wasn't at the Rum Hut. I'm just tired. I had one so, beer. But Comet. Comet is saying I'll wait. One beer's okay. It's a hot night though. I I would have had a, mo- a couple more than that if if I was in your shoes. But I was not. Um, <laughs> I, I want to. Uh, I want to pull up one of these. Comments here. This is from uh well geez. Oh Joe. Can Travis is calling Joe? us right now. Rubnik, my old buddy, uh from uh hockey blogging days, uh calling nice. the hotline right now. I hope he's gonna leave uh, a good voicemail. Uh, but wanted to mention this um by Joe, who's watching live on YouTube, Zach. Nice to get the wake up game game uh you know behind them early and as a the win makes it more digestible. But this is the biggest thing when you play a game and you get you know, outplayed on offense, outplayed on defense, probably outplayed on special teams. Like Jeremiah Mazzoli threw for 380 yards. Okay. And then Devontae Williams and Bennett, they combined for, for nearly 50 uh, on the ground. Mazzoli took off for 10 yards on a couple carries. Like Ottawa looked really good. Uh, Winnipeg's defense bent hard, but didn't break. Yeah. And they were able to hang on and, uh, you know, uh, essentially keep uh, Ottawa off the scoreboard uh, when it mattered. And that was in the final stretch. 
Were you nervous up there? What was the what were the feelings in the stands, Zach? Well, first of all, let me let me do a little shout out to my friend Joe Pritchard from all the way yeah. from Wisconsin, Darren. And we got to meet on the concourse. I I didn't I for, I thought he was a guy named Eric at first. He looks a lot like a guy named Eric who I who I've been wanting to meet for a while. But shout out to Joe Pritchard. He took it like a champ. He he stayed and talked to me even though I had his name wrong for about twenty minutes. And yeah. uh, he comes from Wisconsin, everyone. So this is an American who who loves the game and has a great podcast, Rouge, White, and Blue. So I want to give him a shout out, Darren. <laughs> I lost my like. You can hear my voice. Like, yeah. It, it it was that point where I thought if the crowd doesn't win it for this game, uh, I don't know what will because, like I said, I'm a fan, but objectively, we didn't deserve to win that game. You said it. We were outplayed on offense, hands down. I was shocked, Darren. I thought our offense would hum. I knew our defense might struggle, and we saw that, and we can get into that. But I was shocked at the offense. You have that O-line that's basically returning intact. You have Oliveira and Augustine. who mm-hmm. have been there. You have Ellingson, Bailey, Dembski, Wolitarski. You have Kolaris, who didn't have much pre- any preseason action. But was anybody concerned about that? I wasn't. But it was ugly. Yeah. Well, we can talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, maybe we'll start with the good. Um, Drew Brown yeah. steps into the game with like how much time to play? Like like a like a minute. And what does he do? First play procedure call. And you know we 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 talked to Drew yes. Brown after after the game, and it was like. You know, he's like, well, you know, my cadence was a little slow. And, you know, like, well, yeah, you're coming in cold off the bench. Uh, you know, I, I get that. But, you know, he then goes 16 yards to Dalton Schoen, who we're going to talk about more. No yeah. question. Guy looks legit. Uh, 14 yards to Dembski. A 21-yard catch and run from Greg Ellingson. More on him as well later, no doubt. Then Oliveira runs for three and runs for one to kind of like kill down the clock and, and leave it with six seconds to play. Mark Leggio, good from 25 to the Bronx cheer. It was semi-Bronx and semi-celebratory, right? Yeah. Uh, as as he hit that, uh, hit that field goal uh, and put the Blue Bombers in front 19-17 for the final. But Drew Brown came into the game, three of three, 51 yards, uh, orchestrates the game-winning drive when Zach Kolaris went down, and before I get your thought on that final drive, I, I do want to mention this because it's important. Uh, I sent out a quick update on Twitter uh, on this yeah. as I was stuck in traffic uh, trying to get uh, back to the to the lab here. But Zach Kolaris was pulled off the field by injury spotters. Now those spotters are in um, those spotters are in Toronto in the CFL Command Center, and they said. We want him off the field. So he came off the field. He has to miss three plays. Yeah. And Mike O'Shea clarified that after those three pr- plays went by, they were pretty much in field goal range, right? Like it was shown for 16, Dembski for 14, Ellingson for, for 21. It was a couple runs for Oliveira. So they didn't have to put uh, Zach Kolaris uh, in the game. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. No. Zach Kolaris was spotted. We yeah. saw him walking around the, the facility when we were interviewing players after the game, had his daughter uh, in uh, in his arms. She's got the, the daddy 
honor back number eight blue bombers jersey um he seemed normal zach Kolaris. Yeah. that said zach the hit he took i don't know if you saw a replay of it but defender collided with his helmet maybe it was arm maybe it was i don't know if it was helmet to helmet but over, arm or shoulder over to helmet so, Again, that's an illegal hit, and then you know yes. we can get into there being no no call or whatever after that. Then Kolaris's helmet hits the turf, and oh, for somebody that played football and talks to a lot of people that play football, both professional and elite amateur here in Winnipeg uh, and really across the country, it's that collision with the ground that hurts the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the turf in Winnipeg is what eleven years old, Tw yeah. nine, ten years old. It's uh, hard turf. It's it's not yeah. soft, fluffy, one or two year old turf. Yeah. So uh, good to see Zach Kolaris upright and and good to go. And uh, I think less concern than maybe uh, on first glance. Kolaris was hit in the head by a shoulder after the play. First of all, that was a brilliant, brilliant play call. Now we always have hindsight bias, Darren, because if Kolaris had been clipped in the backfield, we'd be like, what, the, whatever are you doing? Yeah, but but the cajones on Buck Pierce to call a a, a draw at a, a yeah. that's the last ditch. That's the final drive of the game for the Bombers. They're in three down territory, and he calls a draw on second and ten from Zach Kolaris. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting out of this game with a win, uh, and 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 I'm glad they pulled Zach. Now people were booing because of the penalty they weren't booing because zach was pulled i think winnipeg fans appreciate that health and safety is foremost nobody's arguing that that i heard but the that was the second call darren that that was missed by the spotters you yeah. have a freaking command center dalton shown i get it it was a legit fumble good play by the ottawa db he was smoked in the head and and, and it wasn't subtle his helmet popped off Am I wrong? He was smoked in the head. Yeah, you cannot no. miss those calls. No, he no. he was hit in the head. I, I'm curious if supplemental discipline will come but in the coming I, days. I'm sorry, Darren, but but you know, uh, uh, let me give a shout out to Logan, David, and Steve. They were sitting by me. They're my they're my boys now. They're watching Bonfire, by the way. Yeah, they, thanks for everybody out there for oh, watching. Oh, yeah. we, we got we got like like. Six like over 70 viewers right now uh oh, yeah, tuning in live. So welcome everybody. Darren, who cares if they get supplemental discipline? No, I, I get that, Zach. No, I, 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 to I totally get that. Better. Injuries happen, and you know what? Missed calls happen too. I'm I'm not saying I shouldn't say injuries happen because because that's not the situation here, but missed calls happen and they miss that call. No question, nobody is arguing that. Yes. You know, yeah, you cannot miss those calls. No, and they, they, they shouldn't miss that call. The, the but the supplemental discipline is important because it's the league admitting that they missed a call, for and sure. it's the um, you know the the one responsible for the illegal play being yeah. disciplined for it. So um, it, it's probably going to be a cash fine uh, in the CFL. It's generally half a paycheck, uh, half a game check. So it'll it'll depend on. Uh, I, I didn't even see who it was. There was like, you know, two or three guys in there, right? Um, no. But either way, I, I do want to mention this. Um, Travis mentioning, who just called the hotline, by the way. 816 8477 You did, yeah. And you know what? I didn't even realize it at first. I'm like, voice <laughs> sounds familiar. Um, no preseason snaps for Zach Kolaris was definitely an issue in his opinion. 
I disagree. He went nine of his first 10 passes. Like he looked fine. He looked really crisp uh, to me. I, I didn't see that as an issue. The running game is a bit of an issue. I think Dude. Paul Apolice knows how the blue bombers tick, right? Maybe as good or better than anybody. If you don't allow Winnipeg to dictate at the line of scrimmage and run the football, nothing else comes. Nothing. So, you know, the maybe the run game wasn't showing too well early or, or you know, Buck Pierce had a game plan where you, we're going to go to the pass early. They did. They moved the ball. Think, things were happening early. Um, yeah. Love that uh, shovel pass on that broken play to Brady Oliveira. He had oh, 25 yards up the right side. Really nice play. That set up uh, the Greg Ellingson touchdown. Six plays, 66 yards. That was a great yeah. play, and, and it really kind of uh, lit up the crowd, didn't it? Well, you could say that Caleros, Caleros, uh, Calares, rather, played some of his biggest plays were despite the offense mm -hmm. they were broken plays mm -hmm. and then you have drew brown who could now i full disclosure darren Kolaris goes out brown comes in yep not dakota prukop and i was saying put in prukop kill the clock run the bloody ball mm. but, but i like what tyler fabry's saying here zach Kolaris. And maybe there was rust. He threw three or four, maybe even five balls that could have easily been picked off into double coverage, into the guts of that Ottawa defense. For sure, Drew Brown gets the game ball, and it's not even close. Although Donald Rutledge, I thought Darren, played very well. Yeah. Travis is like hitting you, man. No, oh, yeah, he's he's giving me he's giving me the gears. No, Travis Travis is a great guy. Thanks thanks for watching, buddy. Uh, everybody out there, it's it's awesome uh, to see dude, everybody in the right, chat. Right, I'm that. all over the place. I'm just my brain cells are all over. I, it was a crazy game. Comments not comments not far off. Maybe not 80 on Pamina, but I was probably going 85 on on Bishop, um, uh, which isn't too illegal. Are you surprised? Uh, Brown. <laughs> Three for three, fifty. No, yards. no, no, no. I, I, I told you on Bonfire Midweek on Tuesday night. And if you haven't checked it out, everybody out there, Tuesday nights, 7.30, Zach and I go live. We've been going for like two hours. So I have a, have a ton of fun on that. Join us Tuesday nights live all season. Um, I told you on Midweek. I told Chris Walby uh, on Game Day Winnipeg uh, yesterday when we recorded the pregame show live, uh, as we will do all season the day before the game. Um Drew Brown, I said this to like, like Tim Baines is in town, the Ottawa Red Blacks, yeah, he covers the fair. Ottawa Red Blacks sure. for Post Media, uh, you know, Jeff Hamilton, uh, uh, Taylor Allen from the free, Ted Wyman, we had a little barbecue um, in Ted's new place. And the invite, by the way, yeah, sorry, you know, I, I came with you and your hands. I'm full not of there yet. You'll get there. You'll get there. But it was just for us, uh, you know, uh, ink-stained wretches, as they call us, the reporters. Buddy, you did a phenomenal. Um, Is anybody noticing my studio, the lights, the 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 the, the mic? That was your wife did an amazing hustling. job there. Hustling man, you did a great job, buddy. No, I hate attention to detail. No, it, it looks good and it be deservedly so for you, Zach. You've been doing a great job here. But I, I said it to the guys when we were sitting around having a barbecue uh, night before last. I think Drew Brown has something. I said it to them. I said, I think Drew Brown will be a starter in this league in the future. Now I could be completely wrong. He could, you know, like he could play terrible and, and prove me wrong and prove everybody else, you know, uh, right. I think Drew Brown has something. I really, really do. There's, there's just 
something in him. I'm very impressed with his off-field demeanor. I haven't seen a ton of him on-field yet, but like yeah. here he is tonight, Drew Brown, stepping in cold off the bench and going three for three for 51 yards to set up a, a nice game-winning field goal, a nice short one, 25 yeah, yards for, comment, for Mark Leggio. Comment, the comment yeah. comment? Yeah. Uh, Comet picked up on something that a guy named David in front of me in section 128 wrote 10 picked up on. Hope he's listening. We know Brukop sort of muffed the hold earlier in the game on a long field goal try. He made magic out of mustard and, and got a third. That, can I keep that? Is that good? I don't even know, buddy. It's like, we'll, we'll work on that one. We'll work on it. Um, I like mustard. Anyway, um, me too. He, Big mustard fan. He turned, that, he, he turned that into a third down conversion with his legs. I have it on good authority, and I think Comet picked up on it too, that he muffed the hold on the winning field goal, and I'm not sure how it went through, but apparently he didn't get that down, so he's got to work on that. Otherwise, and not to get well, we'll stick with quarterbacks, Darren. Yeah, I thought Brukop. Prukop acquitted himself well. He gets the touchdown. He's the touchdown vulture. He he's, picked uh, up some big first down runs. Like big. Yeah. He, he's a great wedge package quarterback. He Sean is. McGuire did a good job last year. Chris Streveler, legendary for many reasons, but very effective, obviously, running the football and, and running the wedge and the short yardage. There's a, like I tweeted it during the game. There is a reason the Blue Bombers went out and got Dakota Prukop and not some other veteran quarterback it's nice that he's in his sixth cfl season and he's yeah. been on a couple teams and he's seen some things and he's experienced but there's a reason it was dakota prukop and not another veteran they wanted him for his speed his athleticism his size his strength and his ability to run those short yardage plays he was great he was so here let me ask you this darren and maybe people no, sorry that. not to mention the botched yeah. snap and hold that he turned into a first down that's what i was saying Magic for us. Pardon me. Yeah. I am seeing in the chat, we have to hit Lapo's mismanagement of the clock in the second quarter because you win a game by two. That's massive. Massive. No kidding. Uh, let, oh, let when he missed that convert, like. Oof. Right? But did you, we, did you hear Did you hear the boo birds like I did? Oh, I was booing, and I don't usually boo. Just a, but couple, was, a couple crows in the upper deck. It wasn't too bad. Wasn't the full full flock of boo birds? That's Let me ask sure. you this: How easy it, is it to clean up issues on holding for field goals? Oh yeah, hit the hotline, hustler. Let's go. Or is that yeah? Remo? Is that hustler? Is that Remo? That I don't know. Point? I, I want I want a WST rant on the hotline. Sorry, the the live chat keeps interrupting us. Hey, but that, that's we're having that's fun, buddy. Fun. We're, we're, that's this fun game here. just leaves us rattled, buddy. Yeah. But how easy is it to fix that, Darren? Holding on on a uh, field goal because how hard is it? Twice. How how easy is it to fix that in a week? Like, should well, we be worried about that? We, well, we don't know what the situation is. Was was it a bad snap? Was it uh, you know? Was it a bobbled? Hole? Who who knows? But I I do know this. Mike Benson, the long snapper, former Winnipeg Rifle. Shout out Rifle up. Uh, is a very experienced long snapper. He played nine years for the BC Lions before coming here to Winnipeg in 2021. Um, he's been doing it a long time. Dakota Prukop and him have not been working together very long, right? Like yeah. a month. Yeah. So I don't expect it to be Chad Rempel, you know, uh, uh, Justin Medlock. 
I, I don't expect it to be, you know, that precision right away. It takes time. I, I'm, I'm not too concerned about that. It, it happens. Again, digestible breaking down the film when you come away with a win, uh, yeah, especially yeah. in your home opener when the banner goes up. How excited were people for the banner tonight? I, I, I was racing there because uh, someone had a dance recital. The owner of said dance studio did not ask me what the good night was, but um, got there with, with uh, didn't miss a whole lot. So that was good. I love the banner. You know what I love? You know, I, 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 I last year I was thinking, Darren, they got to have a banner for each Grey Cup. I know we disagree on that, but they won me yeah, over. Yeah, in the stadium, year. in the stadium, we disagree with that. Yes. Okay. They won me over this year. Okay. Because they had the back to back on it. I thought that was a great touch. It's a good, it's a good looking banner. It's a good it looking is. banner, my friend. I'll see it. I, I think I've picked the whole team. Check, check out, check out the the Bonfire Sports Instagram page, bonfire.sports. Uh, you can see an image of it there and, and trying to get that going. Yeah. Is, is what? Did the, did the whole team? Did the whole team run out or the, did they not do individual player um, introductions? Because I wasn't there for that. They did not do individual introductions. It was just Mike O'Shea and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, that's unusual. I've never seen that actually. Yeah, they always do offense or defense. And oh, they special you know what? I think they might be. That might be going the way of the dodo here in Winnipeg. I think they might just introduce the team. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're we're going off the rails here. Let I mean let's finish up, <laughs> let's finish up with QB, buddy, because we have sure. kick, running game, defense. We have so much to talk coaching. I mean, Drew. We I think we agree. Drew Brown gets the game ball. He comes in yep. and. Says, highest pressure situation that you can even imagine you have the back-to-back champs on your home opener you've laid an egg basically and i'll say that yeah i picked the bombers to win by by the spread nine and a half i lost my money somebody was asking who's the guy on the left it's the one oh. and only zach schnitzer the schnitz I, baby well, yeah but but who's jo- is this josh bartell like the josh bartell the punter? oh i don't know the we kicker find out that's more exciting than Zach Schnitzer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a huge poise and confidence by Brown. Maybe he doesn't even know any better, Darren. How hard is it to c- come in with just over a minute left with the game on the line? You've got the boo birds raining down because of the lack of call. Wow, right? Unbelievable I mean- poise by the young guy. No, he he looked there, there's something I'm telling you. There's something about Drew Brown. There's something there. I think the Blue Bombers have a real good developmental quarterback here. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh more of him. So I emailed you my game notes, Zach. Yeah. Were I you got, overwhelmed? Were you a little overwhelmed? I I I have game notes too, my friend. Oh, you you see so you're there, you like got the you put your beverage in your crook of your arm and I've you're beverages. taken away. It's all tea. I want to. I want to talk to you. Let me. Let me stick. Yeah. With tell me what you want. I, I want to know what you want to talk about. Let's yeah. go. Well, I ha- I'm following your notes, brother. I have them right here. We we want to talk about the same thing. Kolaris was he rusty? Yeah. What the no. heck was going on with the run game? Where what was the O line doing? Because Kolaris seemed like he was under pressure. And I know they've got Cleon Lang. He's older now. They've got Lorenzo Malden, who is with the Tie Cats. He's a good player. Devon Coleman. I wasn't expecting the O-line to get that much pressure. I thought the offense would hum. 
Was Zach rushing things? Is it just that they couldn't establish anything on the run game? Their first down production was garbage. So he's behind the sticks. Like, if I can speak to that, uh, Winnipeg's first possession, four plays, and they had to punt. The second possession, that broken play, the Oliveira run we talked about for 24 yards, set up the Greg Ellingson touchdown. That was a nice six play, 66 yard drive. Like, they moved the sticks, they got the job done. But on a broken on a broken play. Then they went two and out fine. And then they had an eight play 51 yard drive. Now that drive stalled outside of field goal range um, or, or on the verge of on the edge of field goal range, it would have been a 47 yard attempt and that snap or, or hold or whatever it was, was bobbled. Prukop scrambles really smartly and and even made a nice cut back to the middle. That's what I really liked about the run. Uh, he picks up six yards and gets the first down a couple plays later. Uh, it's a 20 yard field goal from that point early, early in the second quarter, the bombers went, hang on for it. Two and out, two and out, two and out yeah. three plays. And then shown fumbled Dalton shown the rookie then yeah. two and out. Yeah. Then another two and out into the fourth quarter that there was a real stretch in the middle there. And I asked Mike O'Shea, not, not about the offense, um, but about like the middle of the game. Yeah. I said, can you speak to like the flow and like everything kind of being stagnant? And he said, you said it, there was no flow. Like the middle of that football game was flat. Uh, you know, the, the Ottawa Red Blacks were able to, um, you know, get a field goal following Winnipeg's, you know, to, to make it a 10-10 game. Uh, Leone punted a single. That was a 10-play drive uh, that just went, uh, you know, under 40 yards. Um, and then it, it was really until that, you know, that they were able to get another long drive early in the second half. But, like, the middle of the game was just flat. I don't know what, any, any other way to put it. Um, it was finally, you know, like it it was promising, I should say, to see Winnipeg cobble together that touchdown drive, um, or sorry, that, that, uh, that field goal drive to, to make it 16, 14, uh, early in the fourth quarter. Um, the run game just wasn't working and it could have very well been, uh, the game plan. Like I I mentioned this off the top and I, I didn't really expand Zach. Yeah. The, the run game could have very easily been game planned against because there wasn't a lot of space. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's, I'm not hanging too much on Oliveira or Augustine at this point, like Oliveira, 10 carries for 17 yards, do the math, move the decimal. That's 1.7 yards per carry. Uh, and then Johnny Augustine, three carries for 10 yards. That's a squeak over three yards per carry. Um, not good, but, uh, I, I don't think it's a, it's a, you know, a, a player problem or a systemic problem. It, it's, I think it was honestly Paul Apolise knowing how Winnipeg does a zone run scheme. And there's a lot of good film on the Winnipeg blue bombers now. So I, I think Ottawa just did a very good job, um, stuffing the run, because if you stuff the run on the blue bombers, they have a hard time keeping the chains moving. And it was two and out, two and out, two and out, uh, just, you know, not able to sustain those drives. It was, it was tough. Tough. It was, it was tough. And I heard people saying, Hey, you throw in Augustine. I'm not sure Augustine would have done much better unless he didn't, he didn't do much better. He had three carries for 10 yards, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe I guess here's what I wondered, Darren, 
I only saw one end around with Shone. Mm -hmm. I think he made a not the best decision. He cut inside and got stopped for three yards. Dembski later in the game had another one. I'm wrong. And Dembski had a had a first down. I didn't see a whole lot of creativity in the run game. You know, like let's what what about you know uh, a bit of play action and then flip it out? What about uh, a little bit of a screen game, like widening out that defense? The Bombers were in, in the CFL. You yeah. rarely win when you average three four yards per first down. You just then the defense just plays at the sticks and runs downhill. They pressure like it, it's not going to win you games. And you look at Ottawa. Boy, for most of the game, they were hitting six, seven-yard plays on average. It, it was a it was a classic uh, West Coast uh, uh, Lapo offense. So I, I don't know if that scheme. I, I don't know enough about X's and O's, but it sure didn't look good. And then, to be honest, they seemed to just abandon the run in the fourth quarter, Darren. And well, and it worked. Never see that from the Blue Bombers. It it, it worked as they abandoned the run, right? They um, had to abandon the run. I don't know much about the X's and O's either, admittedly, but I do know tendencies and I do know things that affect the game. And one thing I do know in the CFL, frankly, in pro football, really in almost, well, definitely in pro football compared to, to amateur, um, is you're never going to see everything yeah. straight out of the gate, right? You're never going to see the full playbook in the first half of the season, frankly, you know, there is base. They install it during training camp. They want to make sure everybody understands and, and has that all down and, and they do, but it's about competitive advantage and you don't show all of your cards in game one. So could the blue bombers have been more creative running the football? Absolutely. Are those plays in their playbook? Probably, but yeah. I don't think we're going to see it in week one or even week four. Um, I, I think it, it definitely takes time for all that to come out. That's for my take. Sure. For sure. I, I hear you. And, and at the end of the day, and I, and I like what Mike O'Shea says, although well, actually, no, I like what he says. He says the quarterback is responsible for winning the game. Mm -hmm. And when it mattered most, Zach Kalaros, uh, quarterback, quarterback called run on second and 10, I love that. Now, I hope he's okay, and I think he is. I think they didn't put – Michael Shea said in the postgame they didn't put him back in because they just needed to run the ball and, and kick the field goal. Right. Drew Brown, responsible for winning the game. He won the game. That's the game ball, right? Mm -hmm. Krukop, he had a couple trouble, a couple issues with the bobble. Okay. But Kalaros was lucky not to get picked off at least a couple times. But you know what? I've noticed Kalaros, who has a sparkling 18-1 and record, Darren. I mean – who am I to say Kolaris should have been pumper? By the way, I'm sorry I missed you, buddy. I wanted to come see you. The the <laughs> the lineups were nuts, and I had to get my buddy some some chicken burger there. Um, well, no Walby burger. No, next you're on Team Bonfire now, baby. You got to go for the Walby burger. Oh well, I was late. Everything was thrown off. Darren, <laughs> look, 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 every, look, look. Let me say this: every game I've seen, almost Kolaris throws a ball that that probably should get picked off. He's a gunslinger. Okay. Pressure tonight. Is that the, the, the this is what I won't what say you you're driving me nuts, but this sentiment drives me nuts a little bit. Zach Kolaris, Ricky Ray, Doug Flutie, they're not God. They're not, you know, perfect. 
What? Guys, Tom Brady throws a bad football once in a while. Peyton Manning throws a bad football. Drew Brees throws a, bra- a bad football. Jeremiah Mazzoli threw a bad football tonight. Zach Kolaris is going to throw bad footballs now and then. It happens. You think he threw five bad footballs? There were, I think there were, I counted at least five balls that, that should have been picked off, were dropped, or our own. There were a couple that weren't like maybe ill-advised throws, but they weren't picked off. There there were some close ones. Who was it? Uh, um, Haley knocked one down. That yeah. Monshadrick Hunter uh, was there. Money Hunter, right? And uh, I got it here. The the new safety, Antoine Pruno, is, is now a, a, a backup Pruno in Ottawa. It's, it's Howell. How yeah, sorry, just Justin Howell. Okay. Because uh, Pruno was in the game late in the game. I wonder yep. what happened there. That was interesting. Well, it might have been a ratio thing, and then they needed uh, a Canadian yeah. to step in, but yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, like these things happen. You're right. They're not God. Um, everybody overreacts early. It's like, uh, oh, he didn't throw for 400 yards. Like, this is the MOP. What's going on? It's the Ottawa Red Blacks. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's early in the season. The Red Blacks have been preparing for the Blue Bombers for a month because they got them twice. Wow. They got them. They got them in seven days back in Ottawa. It's Ottawa, Ottawa versus Winnipeg, Winnipeg. The first two weeks of the season, they're preparing for this team, just Fair. like Winnipeg is preparing for them. And Ottawa looks wildly different, right? Like, look how good Jeremiah Mazzoli and Jalen Acklin were, well, right? And, and to, yeah. to this comment from from uh, uh, C Walker on watching live on on YouTube, shout out to everybody who's uh, uh, in the live chat tonight. We got a great viewer number, uh, cl- nearly a hundred, including those uh, on Twitter, which is awesome. Um, the pump fake, the double move, like yeah, the quarterback does a little, you know, he does a little shoulder whatever, but it's the double move that the receiver is making on the DB and like, I'll give Winston Rose credit for coming out and facing the music with the media tonight. He answered questions. He came out and and spoke not his best game, not Winston Rose's best game. He said he felt, uh, you know, he was trying to be aggressive. He was trying to make plays happen. And Winston Rose is one of the best at jumping the short route. And, you know, Zach Kolaris even told me, you can check it out. Um, uh, my one-on-one with Zach Kolaris. Check it out on on the YouTube page. Um, Kolaris said, "I don't think I've, I've I've completed one comeback pass against Winston Rose all through training camp. Rose is one of the best at jumping those comeback routes and those dig routes uh, and that sort of thing." Well, Paul Apolis knows that he saw it in practice the last couple of years, last number of years here, and uh, they said, "Hey, let's double move Winston Rose," and it worked once, twice, three times, and if. And if uh, Ackland didn't drop that first one, it would have been it would have been you know a a, a double digit lead for for Ottawa. That's yeah. a touchdown that he dropped it. Um, Ackland early, times, yep, four times. But listen, you're right. He he's a he's a playmaker. Let's give it some time. Although we remember in that first preseason game, Darren, he got beaten on a long ball by Caleb Hawley. Mm-hmm about a 52 yard touchdown and we said ah it's preseason one guys get beat one to one so listen i i hear you but don't get me wrong i'm going to be watching to see how this plays out with rose because we saw it with chris randall chris randall was an absolute all-star stud great cup champion with calgary and then in 2018 he dropped off precipitously do i think that was with, with that was with Ot- 2018 was with ottawa 
2018, he started with uh, with us. Okay. 2019, he was with Ottawa, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And he didn't last long. No. Um, great, great guy, great player. But it happens. Yeah, great, great person. Like Chris yeah. Randall told totally. me to my face. He's like, I, I did not have a good year. You know, yeah. he said that with a couple games to go. Uh, and then he left in free agency in Ottawa trying to rebuild the veteran leadership. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to jump. You know, it's game one, right? It's game yeah. one. It's game There one. you go. See, there. You know, game one. All right. So you're, you're, one. you're, you're coming I back down. To, uh, Iverson, it's practice. It's practice. Yeah. Listen, it's just, I just have to be honest. I'm going to be watching Rose because you saw it in the preseason and you saw it tonight. But then again, we cannot underestimate a couple of things, Darren. Mm-hmm. Apo not only knows our defense, he knows our offense. He knows the type of team we are. He knows how we play. He knows how we scheme. And my buddy Kevin picked out Darvin Adams screaming at the defense of Ottawa, telling them what we were going to do. Kevin is very observant. It's, it's you know, N of one. It's one person, not a big sample size. But he I, I know people were saying he was mouthy. I... I think I underestimated how much Lapo and and some of those players, especially Darvin Adams, would be in our kitchen. And sure, I don't know. What do you think? Well, like they they know each other well, right? right? So so that's going to happen. I even hollered at Darvin when he was uh, walking around uh, uh, the stadium in the pregame. I'm just going to uh, make this a little bit bigger for the viewers out there, but we can look at some of these offensive numbers that the Ottawa Red Blacks were able to put together. Like Jalen Acklin, Darvin Adams targeted heavily, 16 targets between the two of them. Uh, Hardy and, and Shaq Johnson, uh, 11 between the two of them. Um, obviously, Marco Dubois with that one deep ball. This is with Levi Noel, okay? One catch for 51 yards. That's an error. You can add that number to Jalen Acklin's total. Right. He had 143 yards tonight on six catches on eight targets because that Levi Noel 83 to 23 was just misidentified by the stats team. It right. happens. Uh, but Acklin went off today and, yeah. and he coming over from the Hamilton Tiger Cats, him and Jeremiah Mazzoli knowing each other well, that's a, that's going to clearly be a, a very, very dangerous duo this season. And I think those two alone um, you know, William Powell missed this game, but, but having a good run game, you know, Devonte Williams looked okay tonight. They, yeah. They've got some serious firepower now. And, um, you know, I understand Jackson Jeffcoat wasn't there tonight. Okay. And, and out with the ankle injury, but Winnipeg's defensive line is a good group defensive front with big Hill and, and an underrated linebacker and Kyrie Wilson. That's a good group. Uh, and Ottawa was able to to really really move the ball and and you just look at um you know the the you know the the total net yards 431 if you can see it there on your screen 431 net yards of offense um Ben don't break right 430 yards versus just the 17 points allowed uh yeah. Winnipeg's defense did enough when it had to but I wouldn't sleep on the Ottawa Red Blacks they look real good they look real good I, I thought so too, Darren. I, I thought Masoli was decisive. He was accurate. One, two, three, three-step drop. Your your D line isn't going to get home. Do I wonder 
if LB Mack and Wilcott, you know, uh, you know, the, the, that it's not just it's not Jackson Jeffcoat, and you don't have Stove in there. Although I will say Casey Sales made a hell of a play mm-hmm. on a Masoli quarterback draw. He got off the block on Siraco, and he brought. Masoli down. I thought that was a hell of a play. It's not a sexy stat. It's not a. It's not a sack, Darren. Yeah. I know. I, maybe we can switch to defense. I don't know where you're at, but boy, yeah. did was I impressed with that play by Sales. Yeah. The thing, like, like people will talk about Stephen Richardson because he was a fan favorite and a heck of a football player. Like, really, really good, all-star caliber, no question. Um, but Winnipeg has always rotated guys, Jonathan Kongbo, Teadric Hansen, Steven Richardson. A lot of those guys have moved on. Right. And, and you know, Jonathan Kongbo's in the NFL. Like nobody's talking about Jonathan Kongbo. You're talking about Steven Richardson. Like he's a defensive tackle. We're talking about an, an edge guy that could play on the inside in Jonathan Kongbo. To me, that's a bigger loss. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, sure. but you know, I'll, I'll pull up the defensive numbers. If you want to talk uh bombers defense oh geez i'm gonna have to zoom out here this is all new to me um i I thought the defense like i said played well enough uh dietrich nichols okay four tackles he he wasn't targeted himself though a lot of those were tackles on the winston rose um uh targets uh some of them on on the crossing stuff you know to over to his side of the field they didn't throw at dietrich nichols much at all Dietrich Nichols is the best defensive back the the Blue Bombers have. Yeah. Like no question. Yeah. Yeah. I know you um, said that and, and it, when you when you have, you know, when you when you're making uh tackles based on a busted coverage um right, you're not getting it, it's like the Delvin Bro situation, right? Guys aren't throwing to him. So that certainly uh, backs up your theory there, DB. Yeah, it, it does. I'm just dealing with, uh, you know, a, a ridiculous spam bot here. So, uh, so forgive me, but uh, it happens. Oh, I can, um, I can fill some air time. What do you need? I, I want I want to shift over to the offense if I could. And okay. that is, um, so the Blue Bombers move on from Kenny Lawler, move on from Darvin Adams. And who do they go get? They go get... Um, and thanks to everybody for pushing that live chat all the way through. Appreciate you a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I got Trevor that Thompson comment. thing. Yeah, uh, love it. Those, those Rider fans at it again, right? Uh, that's that's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, Dennis, appreciate you uh, popping in. Uh, we love having you on the post game show and and everybody joining us. Uh, it's awesome. Um, the Blue Bombers replaced those two receivers that left with. Greg Ellingson and Dalton Schoen, a veteran proven piece and a fresh rookie unproven piece. And they both looked really, really good. Uh, I was extremely impressed with, with both of these guys. Um, and I've had to tell people, um, you know, they're like, well, Greg Ellingson, he's 33. You know, what's he got left in the tank? We'll see. Greg Ellingson is as good now as he has ever been. Uh, made tough contested catches, caught pretty much everything thrown his way. Six of seven for 74 yards, like 12.3 Dalton shown 13.8 average. Uh, those are nice numbers. Uh, and then you notice Greg Ellingson here, 
two second down conversions uh, as well, and 26 yeah. yak yards, yards after the catch. Um, that That's a really, really nice thing to have from, uh, you know, one of your, your big target veteran receivers. Um, yeah. I think Winnipeg, as I've been telling you for weeks, right, Zach, their receiving core is better than people give them credit for. You know, Rashid Bailey is the man now at the X, at that boundary wideout spot, the most targeted receiver position league-wide, uh, you know, as far as the numbers are concerned. Uh, six targets his way, so right on, on par with, with Schoen and, and Ellingson, but he's taking that, you know, the toughest matchup uh, as well. Nick Dembski, maybe not as involved as he could have been, but I think that had a lot to do with Winnipeg just getting through that flat phase through the middle of the game and, and just that continuity that consistency not being there, right? Well, and you talk about those guys being the two new guys. Well, sure enough, Darren, mm -hmm. they, they've got the most uh, yards, respectively. I do. Yep. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, like they were the guys. There's yeah. there's Zach Kolaris's guys, right? Uh, and yeah. I think that's, that's pretty cool that Winnipeg uh, went right to them in week one. Uh, Comet's asking for his Walby Warrior. Now, of course, back in our, our TSN radio days, we always did Westwood's Wide to the Right and Walby's Warrior. Um, I think we know who Westwood's Wide to the Right is. <laughs> <laughs> it would always, it would, like, the Westwood Wide to the Right, it was a nice kind of tongue-in-cheek segment, right, where he could be playful and, you know, you know, take a shot at himself because, you know, wide to the yeah. right as we, we don't have to rehash all that. But, uh, you know, here for Bomber Nation. But, it, you know, he would kind of say the one thing in the game that, that rubbed him the wrong way or, or pissed him off or that he didn't like or a mistake that somebody made that that uh, was was egregious. Um, tonight, I don't think it deserves to go to Mark Leggio. Like converts, like Westy would always say it too. You, like guys shouldn't miss converts. Now, when, when Westwood played, he hit 661 converts in a row. Like we called him Mr. 661. Okay. But he kicked it from the five. So those are like 12 yard chip shots. Now they're kicking it from the 30, from 32 yards out. It's a, it's a 25 yard line snap. So, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to give it to him, uh, you know, or, or, or put any shade in week one to Mark Leggio. He's a no. second year guy. Um, okay. Winnipeg's kicking. I get, like, look, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Anxiety deserved. If you're a Bombers fan, when it comes to the kicking game, yeah. from my objective standpoint, I'm not freaking out on a missed convert in week one. I can, I, I'm not, you know, like there, there is subjectivity to it in what 2021 was granted, but it's week one. If he starts missing more absolute concern, you have a Lee Mortada. I understand, you know, he, he's a, a powder keg of, of controversy in his own right, uh, or can be amongst some fans. Um, but Winnipeg has two capable kickers, and they're hoping one of them, and Mark Leggio's getting his first shot, uh, they're hoping he can, you know, carry the flag and, and get the job done. And he did tonight when he needed to. Kick the game winner. Another guy that spoke to the media today. He spoke to the media? He did. Oh, yeah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on our Instagram page. So right. check out Mark Leggio, uh, or yeah, on our Instagram. Bonfire. Sorry, Darren. I, I don't want to knock the young kid, but I'll be honest. You look at so so good on him for 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 taking all three kicking duties, and he mm -hmm. did get the most important field goal of the game. Yep. 
dinging one off the post, making a three-point game a two-point game. I mean, okay. Did he ding off the post? Not dinging it. I'm thinking of Mortadas in the preseason. Now oh, yeah. My, right. my brain cells scrambled. But you miss one. <laughs> it is 1230. <laughs> yeah. You miss one, Darren. We have so much to talk about. We got to get we got to get to other stuff. But let me just say this with a kicking. He had some lights out Hall of Fame punts tonight. I'm thinking of one and maybe I think it was yes. quarter. I'm uh, so glad you mentioned that. 70 yards away from the returner and and dribbled out of bounds. That one got that one got a real cheer, not a Bronx cheer. He had a couple of those just absolute beauties. If he can yep. be more consistent on the punts, because there were a couple that weren't so great. The thing that actually concerns me the most with Legio, and tell me what you think, his kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Is his kickoffs, I feel, are giving the other team about 10, 15 yards of field position. And in a tight game, I think that really matters. And I think... Well, it matters. Yeah, absolutely matters. For all the the controversy there, the powder keg, you say, <laughs> yeah. is his kickoffs are quite deep. So, uh, yeah, it's you're right. Again, the mantra for Zach is it's week one. But... What just just the, the kickoffs? The kickoffs, he a couple of punts were ugly. Okay, look, do you see that number there? Do you see that yeah. number there? He averaged 63.3 kicking off, and his long was 66. So it's not like he had like an 80 yard boomer or something that got over the returner or, or, or rolled. That's a nice number. That's it's a really nice number. So I thought Mortada was hitting 70, 75s. I'm not Quite saying possible. it's bad. I'm just comparing it to Mortada. I don't yeah. know. What's no, I, I'm, not, I'm not hating on him for it. Mortada's a great kickoff guy. Like, he can pound it. Uh, but look what Mark Leggio did punting. He averaged 43.4 yards a punt. He yeah. crushed that one for 57. Was he was good. so good directionally. That Ottawa had to go to two returners because of that one. He crushed 57 yards, uh, you know, towards the South East corner of the field, um, you know, opposite the rum hut, like kitty corner to the rum hut. If yeah. people kind of get that, that Manitoba terminology. Um, but that 57 yard kick forced the Ottawa red blacks to say, Whoa, okay. We'll put two returners back there because we don't want our returner chasing the ball down as Legio was doing a great job directionally kicking it to the left and to the right. I thought he was extremely valuable in that part of the game. That the, I love what you said there about the two returners because, again, that, that's a little detail that, that, that gets missed, right? Why do you have two returners on? Because a guy like Legio punts directionally so beautifully, and I... Um... I, I think that's a point well taken. The the bar flies the bar yeah. flies on YouTube. Well, yeah. I I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say the bar fly. I want to see it. So uh, it says uh, O'Shea shouldn't have gambled and given the place kicking game some work in the preseason. Looked very rusty. Um, the 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 one convert missed right, but like this is what O'Shea, O'Shea was asked that question right. You know, like he he decided to go for it in the preseason, you know, like from the 12 yard line or, or from the goal line on third down, he didn't need to the preseasons to work out the kinks, right? How much value are those kickers getting? 
kicking in front of, um, you know, 24,000 or whatever it was in Saskatchewan or, you know, 22,000, uh, I think it was uh, just over 22,000 here in Winnipeg. You know, it's not like it was freezing cold and the wind's gusting and, and it's 40,000, uh, you know, uh, at Commonwealth or something crazy, yeah. uh, you know, pressure. It, it's preseason. It, I think there's the same amount of pressure in a preseason game as there are, like they videotape practice. They videotape training camp. Like if you miss in training camp, the coaches aren't missing you missing. You better be as good in practice as you hope to be in the game. So I don't see that much more value in, in you know, them needing to kick um, in the preseason. What's that? You're, you're so small on our screen Hammy, here. So. Our buddy Hammy. Oh. Is, uh, he, he's got a hot take and, and, He's kind of jumping off the Zach Schnitzer launch pad. Well, we gotta we gotta get That's Hammy good. like on camera. Oh, I want to see. I want to see the mug. I want to. Uh, I want to see him. I want to hear the hot take, and we'll have to turn our volume down for Hammy. But uh, that's that's my shot at him. Um, another week to prove himself, but the leash is short. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, I think the leash is a little bit longer than one week. Like, look, if he misses two field goals next week, yeah. No doubt you make a change. No doubt if he misses one convert next week, if it costs them the game, maybe you make a change. If it doesn't cost them the game, um, you know, I I don't know. We'll see. Jeff and I like to disagree when it comes to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It makes for good after-game beers, but uh, no more after-game beers. Now we're doing uh, After Dark here on Bonfire Sports. Uh so uh, a couple people uh, checking in late. We touched on this earlier. Brett Olson watching live on YouTube. Uh, what's up, uh, Brett and Tyler and Lorenzo and Comet and uh, my man, Bonfire uh, alumnus, Nick Kowalski, now with the enemy and the BC Lions. What's going on? Do we like One Republic? Um, so uh, thoughts on Winston Rose tonight, Brett Olson is asking. Uh, you, from, from your perch, Zach, what did you see from 30? Well, I mean, like we said, Darren, he got beat four times. He was lucky that Ackland dropped the the first ball on the first drive. That was, so he he should have been beaten four times. He was beaten four times, but it's game one now. Did I see him get beat in the preseason? Yeah. So now he's gotten beat five times, right in that preseason game. So is it scheme? Guys get beaten one to one. We know Rose likes to play the ball, like you said. Masoli was accurate tonight. We know there's good Masoli and bad Masoli, right? Masoli was on point. So I I, I gotta I gotta have a wait and see. I think Rose deserves a wait and see based on his pedigree, Darren. They picked him up off the scrap heap, as you said, in BC. A little uh, bit, like 19. maybe scrap heap is a bit hyperbolic. He he yeah. led the CFL with five interceptions that year. BC didn't resign him. Didn't didn't want him. So he makes the NFL for a little bit for a cup, but two cups of coffee, right? So let's let's see, let's wait and see. Uh, I don't know enough about DB play. I mean, Nick Kowalski. Yeah, Nick Kowalski could maybe tell us, but. Uh, I don't know enough about DB play to know if he was just beat clean, whether he's lost a step. I need to see. No, more. he was aggressive. Like he bit the, on the double move, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it happens. Uh, not his best game. He'll admit that he did admit that, um, you know, uh, in not so many, in not so many words. So listen, Paul, 
This is a Tiger Woods Sunday shirt. No, I'm kidding. I got this at Walmart or something. Uh, no joke. Um, it's it red. red, not orange. It's, it's red. It's it's these sexy after dark lights we got. Yeah. You see that bonfire hotline? Yeah. You could say that is BC Lions orange. Uh, we'll have to ask a, a real expert and artist like uh, Nick Kowalski, who uh, joined us in the chat uh, so tonight. I, I totally agree with Nick. Uh, game tonight was yeah. super entertaining yeah. last night and that Montreal Calgary battle that, was, that yeah. was so much fun to watch uh Bo Levi nicked up in that game in a walking boot today love how the Calgary Stampeders do next day media like a lot of other teams used to do uh, but don't anymore um nice to hear Bo uh, uh get checked out and like look the, the Calgary Stampeders are going to be a good football team Zach if, if I can you know tangent here um but if it's not Bo, it's Jake Mayer. They're going to be fine. They're like the new Hamilton Tiger Cats. They got two good quarterbacks. Yeah, they do. They do. And I and I uh, I ripped the hashtag CFPN uh, fantasy league this week because I had Kadeem Carey. So yay for me in my inaugural fantasy journey here. Can we talk about? He's good. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Lapo. Sure. What? So I thought Lapo called a great Lapo game. It was kind of a West. What's a what's a, a Lapo game? Well, you know, uh, we're talking about this with uh, Logan and the boys, Steve and, and Dave. Kind of like a dink and dunk. You know, you, you hit those six seven yard outs on first down. Uh, I think he got he did a great job of getting Masoli into the rhythm. Masoli mm -hmm. had you know he he doesn't have the Winnipeg O line, so you know he's probably not going to have a ton of time. Although he did burn us on a on a on a few deep balls. But I, th I thought Lapo did a great job on offense. I, I, you know, I think he, we, he knows, he knows that the Bombers bring the heat, mm -hmm. but he knows that they like to rush four. That was our secret recipe the last couple of years. The Bombers could rush four with the Jeffs or Nevis and and Stove and and Thomas and Sales and Kongbo coming in there. <laughs> There's some shenanigans going on. Oh, I love it. I focus. I should be the love kicker. It. All this noise. <laughs> Block the out the noise. Right through the uprights. But but the Bombers, you know, they usually could get enough pressure with four that the DBs could hang back and knock balls down. And then you have our elite linebacker core. By the way, Kyrie Wilson played a whale of a game tonight, I thought, Darren. We maybe mm -hmm. get to it later. But we couldn't get the pressure with four. And I think that that's a game changer. And, and Lapa was able to exploit it. But here's the thing. This was a two-point game. And I don't know what you think, but was that not a massive coaching gaffe, mismanaging the clock at the end of the second quarter? They're in the red zone. Yes, and yes. Overall, that's three points off the board, is it not? So in the press box, we're, we're watching. And I'm going to pull this up here. Here's the, the live play-by-play -play list, and I hope I can find it. So Where do you get that? I want that. Well, okay, I'll get it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. But, like, here's the live play-by-play. -play. So yeah. here is the final. Oh, hang on. I don't know if I can pull that up here. Okay, yeah, I think we can see it. So this is the final play here. Mazzoli completes to Acklin 11 yards after the catch. He picks up. 23 and then malcolm thompson makes the tackle and time expires so when that play started there's 17 seconds on the clock right wow uh 
these are usually close, if not right on the, these live play numbers. We all looked at each other in the press box. I'm hollering over at my good friend, Tim Baines, who covers the red blocks phenomenally for post media. And I'm like, I'm like Bainesy, like what happened? Why no kick? Why no kick? And he's just like incredulous. Like we were all very confused. Um, you have to understand that, that writers and reporters, like we're not just focused on the game the whole time. We do have other things to do, right? I'm taking notes. They're writing stories where we're, um, you know, doing the best we can to multitask. Um, but the reality is they just ran out of time. Like Jalen Ackland tried to get them into, to better field goal position. You know, it started at the 34, they pick up 23 yards. So, you know, they were in field goal range. Lewis Ward isn't an absolute boomer. He's, he's nothing but that. And I'm not talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the internet meme. Okay. Boomer. I'm talking about like a booming leg, like a Boris Beatty or a Ty Long. He can't absolutely crush it like that. So getting him closer is, is a smart thing. Win pretty died down tonight. Right. But they just ran out of time. They, they straight up ran out of time and it, it's absolutely weird. Absolutely weird. Well, how many times do I got to, how many times do I got to block these people? I don't know. You know, know, someone in the chat, I don't don't know who it was, said you've made it when, when you've got bots. So whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, Interesting, interesting takes on the chat here. um, Saying that Lapo did use his timeout. Okay. And even then he ran out of time. So that, that's interesting. Oh, I don't know. Like 17 seconds seems like a long time, Darren. Was that because Ackland didn't go down and was fighting for yards? As, that, as that's my thought. I, I'd have to rewatch it again. Interesting, eh? I, I, I'd, ha- I'd have to rewatch it again. I'm just... I think 17 yards is... is or 17 seconds is a long time to get a play and... A, and it, a is. it is. It is. It's a good amount of time. It's a good yeah. amount of time. But, yeah, for, for whatever reason, uh, it, it didn't happen. So... So, what do we want to hit next? I, I know we don't want to go too Look, long... It's late. I just want to touch on a couple of things. Greg Ellingson looks vintage. I think Blue Bomber fans should be very excited about Greg Ellingson and the connection he will have this season with Zach Kolaris. He looked great. Look out. Look out, CFL. Greg Ellingson has a very good quarterback this year. This isn't going to be another 600, 700-yard season for Greg Ellingson. Um, Dakota Prukop is a threat. He's not Chris Streveler, but he's a threat. I think teams will need to account for Dakota Prukop. And now you can have two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. You can just stroll Dakota Prukop onto the field, take out Drew Olatarski, take out, um, you know, uh, uh, whoever. Yeah. And just stroll Dakota Prukop onto the field. Now, if you're safety, and you're looking, okay, we got Zach Kolaris and shotgun, and we got another quarterback on the field. Well, now he's he's not wide. Now he's coming in. Dembski went out wide. He's coming in. Yeah. You got to pay attention because this isn't just a halfback pass. It's a legit quarterback that can zip the football. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, Drew Brown also looked very good. So, like, when was the last time? This is what I'll, I'll say uh, to, to the group chat right now. When's the last time the Blue Bombers – had three dangerous quarterbacks on their roster. Good point, Darren. They, they all looked good. 
in different ways, right? You had Zach Kolaris being Zach Kolaris, throwing off script, throwing on the on the scramble to the right a couple of times, right? Running the ball, his creativity. That I mean, you talked about that that little uh, shovel. But I don't know if it was a shovel or what. Yeah. To Oliveira, but that, that was, was a cool, that was a cool little play. Dude. Yeah, and, and that looked like a broken play. I don't think that was designed that way because no, Kolaris was really kind of moving around in the pocket, steps up and. But you yeah. can't a CFL defense on that wide of a field. You can't stop that. That's that's why Doug Flutie just eight teams alive. But because when mm -hmm. you can make plays off script like that, you're 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 done like dinner. And and Kolaris, I mean, it's it's magic. It, he, I mean, we're lucky to have this guy. He, he only had a hundred and what eighty eight yards. So what? What I'm more worried about is is just the lack of rhythm for the offense, and I'd like to see them. Next sure. week, get a little more rhythm, find some different ways of establishing the run. But like you said, you might get that two quarterback set in. I, I, of course, they're they're holding their cards close to the chest. It's game one. Yeah, but no, I think that's extremely well said by you. Um, but again, everybody needs to temper. Yeah, what they saw tonight. Ottawa is a good football team. It's obvious. They are a good uh, football team. They are a good football team. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, like some people are picking them to win the East. I'm, I'm still not quite on board with that. We'll, we'll see how they do next week at home in the rematch. Uh, and you and I, are you game? A little post game after uh, Red Blacks Bombers rematch next Friday? Well, I don't know. Now I'm a little bit gun shy because I'm getting a few shots here from the chat about my lighting. <laughs> I thought I thought we took my lighting to the next level. Now they say you look like a tan god, and I'm white. Yes, CJ Diddick, he's he's throwing shade at you. Needs Ooh. some sleep. Well, he's right though. I mean, it hurts when they're you, right. Zach Schnitzer, you are the resident dad of Bonfire Sports. Like Chris Walby's kids are all grown up. I don't I don't have any kids of my own, but you're the resident dad. I'll be the resident uncle. That's cool. I like I like being an uncle because you can give them back at the end of the day. Uh, give the kids back, but. Uh, I really enjoy being an uncle, uh, but you know, we, we will get your lighting straightened out. Uh, I, I look, lighting's in, good. you I'm see not. how, you see how I look, this is what happens when I, when I work like a 10 hour day, I get flush. It's just the, like, you know, I'm sweating. The hair is like there. whatever, but this is game day after dark. You said it, Zach, get a little steamy here on game day after dark. Well, it's I'm not big brother. It's not man. big brother after dark. It's game I'm, day I'm after confused. dark. You know, I get confused around my wife because she tells me one thing and then she tells me another thing. And then I didn't expect it from you, Darren. You come over, you totally, you totally revamp my studio. And now you're saying after dark. Like, well, you got you got your little you got your you got your little remote control like this, don't I you? I do have a I have some control. This is my man cave. Okay. P push the coffee cup. Ooh. Do I get a do I get a fresh steaming cup of espresso or well, what? I don't know if you need it right now. Uh you know what? It might not have batteries. <laughs> want to see this no you, you look you look good i'm just i, I got way too much attention good. to detail oh man I you're getting good i love this man I, I love this i mean listen they won the game and as and let me ask you this <laughs> o'shea always says it's easier to make corrections after you win Do you yes. think that's true 100 percent. it's, it's it more doesn't because if you lose it burns you and then aren't you more motivated? Uh, no, like I, I'll argue the opposite. All right. For conversation's sake. Also, because I, I, I do believe it. 
okay. I shouldn't say it's for conversation's sake. I do believe it. Uh, yeah. I think you make mistakes. Like if you win by 20, you make mistakes and you want to correct those errors. If you win by two, like they did tonight, and you get beat in all three phases and you still come away with a win. Whew, good. We won. We did what we wanted to do, but we got a lot of work to do. I think it's the same mindset if you win by 20 or you win by two. Where did you go wrong? Where can you be better? What errors did you make and how do you fix them? Yeah. I think it's more digestible because you're not burning inside like, oh, I made that mistake and it costs us the game. Or maybe it was this. Like Michael Shea talks about that all the time, right? Yeah. It's usually not. It, it, they make three big plays and the other team makes four big plays. And the team that made four big plays made two really bad mistakes versus the other team's one. But it comes down to one play difference. And that one play wins the game. So if you yeah. feel better because you won, I think yeah. you can go into that film session and not, you know, stew on it and not, not burn inside. I think you feel good and you say, you know what, we're going to make these corrections and we're going to beat them next week by 20, not by two. Um, you know, 20 is probably well, have, a lofty, a lofty one, but he left to play with, I'm going to have to deposit a little more this year. Uh, I yeah. burned it on the, on the minus nine and a half. Sorry, cousin Dickie. Uh, let me, let me, I know we got to go soon, Darren, but I, sure. I did want to get a clarification, uh, cause the fans and I were talking about this. We were steaming mad that the, the command center didn't catch the two headshots and they were two headshots. I'm going to watch again. Maybe I'll eat my words, but I think, I think, they well, no, I don't know if the command center can, can call a penalty, and but they, the command center did catch the headshot because they pulled Kolaris off the field for three plays. And if you're just tuning in or, or missed uh, my update earlier, saw Zach Kolaris walking around with his daughter. Uh, he was all smiles. He looks good. Mike O'Shea clarified that he needed to come off the field for three plays. And by the time that happened, they pretty much ran the ball with Oliveira for three yards and then one yard field goal. And, and the game was over. So Kolaris was, it, it looks okay. That's it's very reassuring in Winnipeg. Very reassuring. Trust yeah. me. You almost you almost would rather have Kolaris get out of the game healthy than even win the game at this point in the season, I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other question I had is, can, can O'Shea challenge? Can he challenge those non-calls on a U.S.? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I know that. Um, yeah, because he, he did challenge that one P.I., I thought it. I thought it was aspirational, Darren. But given the time of the game, I thought it was a fair chance to take deep in the fourth quarter. I don't really have a problem with that. I'm not going to question uh, Mike O'Shea's coaching, but well, you can. Did the bombers... I know? I know you're wearing. Hey, I know you're wearing a blue bomber jersey right now. Yeah, but you can question Mike O'Shea's coaching. I could. I, I certainly did early on. Uh, I have a hard time questioning him now, but you're right. Uh, we live in a world of well, gray. Or, benefit or of the doubt and not lights. knowing all the details for sure. Hey, I, I'm putting that situation all the time where whether it's practice or a game yeah. and I ask the head coach as an objective observer, right, as a reporter doing a job, and I say, what happened there? Why did that happen? And he might yeah. get upset yeah. because I don't know the details. Or I don't know, you know, like I, I might not know something that maybe he doesn't want to reveal and, and that's fine, but we have to ask, we have to ask.
because fans want to know that's why we're there um and you know you're a fan everybody out there is a fan uh you know we we do the best we can um as reporters to uh, to do our job but here we are on game day after dark and still tons of people watching live on youtube and facebook thanks for joining us on bonfire sports yes, this is awesome you, um this is and fun. uh yeah now everybody here can you know join the chat and uh uh, you know, let, let their, uh, let their feelings show. I love this comment, uh, who is also texting the hotline fire, Mike O'Shea, hire Barry Trot, Dauphin He's Manitoba. An all comment. <laughs> He's had a few zingers. He, he, he is, uh, I have a couple extra gray cup rings, uh, today. Uh, we're, we might have to think about giving those away to a, to a really, really sharp, uh, commenter here. This is, this is fun. Hey, Neil, no. he's friends with me on Facebook. We've been chatting. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he mentioned that. Uh, I've been chatting with Neil. He used to work uh, work the Jets games in the press box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going well, on, Dennis, Neil? Uh, should, we, should we throw Walby's Warrior? Will yeah, Walby who, who's your, who's your Walby's Warrior? I know one person in the live chat said Kyrie Wilson. They liked his yeah. game tonight as a yeah. Warrior. Well, is a Warrior different than the game ball? Because I think we agree the game ball has got to go to Drew Brown. Yes. Okay. So oh Walby's warrior, I'd be comfortable with Kyrie Wilson. I I think he, you know, when you think about Rutledge being a rookie, American, uh, yeah. you know, you need your other linebackers to step up. You know you have Biggie who's going to step up. But uh, Biggie had a bunch of, I'm just looking here, Biggie, Biggie had a good good game, right? Five tackles. I, I, thought, I thought Kyrie Wilson was phenomenal. I, he, he was very good. Plays, he makes, he's, he's long. He, he's unassuming. He, he doesn't say much, Darren, but I, I think Kyrie Wilson, I would, I would like for him to be an all-star. I think he yep. deserves the recognition and it's not always the stats. Th this is right? the thing though. Right? There are a lot of good linebackers in the yeah. CFL, like a lot of good ones. It's going to be tough when you're on a team with Jackson Jeffcoat and Willie Jefferson and Adam Big Hill, like the most outstanding defensive player. And then like the year before is most outstanding defensive player. And then like maybe the one of the, you know, like it, it's tough because how many all-stars can one team have? Yeah, it's true. So it's, it's, it's tough in that sense, but, um, anyway, appreciate, uh, Oh, you know, Nick Kowalski mentioning Bola combo, uh, is, uh, -huh. uh, a weak side linebacker, you know? Yeah. He, he's a good player. He is a, a BC lion though. Nick, I, I see you. I see you. Um, so, uh, who is this? It's it, uh, the Menomaniac who, uh, has been an online presence in the Winnipeg sports community for a long time. What's going on maniac. Uh, I got a lot of friends in the name? Mennonite community as well. Um, He's got Kyrie Wilson. Uh, I like that too. Um, Walby Warriors, Bonfire Sports. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is a ringer or what? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I like it though. It's, it's Dennis with one N. So it's he's a good uh, French uh, Manitoba francophone uh, or at least of descent. Um, Noah DA on Facebook. He's watching yeah. live. Uh, yeah. Missing Drew Desjardins up front. Interesting. Eh, maybe, maybe like he drew Desjardins was a beast. Yeah. He was, he was an absolute, well, this is what Chris Walby would say. He's a stud. Yeah. You know, hard to replace a guy like that. Yeah. 
helps when you have a former first round pick and a guy with a little bit of NFL yeah. cup of coffee himself uh, in yeah. uh, a very smart player too, and, and big and strong in, in uh, Jeff Gray. Um, I, I, I think Comet means Walby Warriors is, is defensive back. Uh, maybe Dietrich Nichols tonight. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, C Walker yeah. saying Jesse Briggs went out and didn't come back tonight. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he uh, he got nicked up on a special teams play, I believe. Good, good okay. catch. C Walk. Uh, he didn't. He was in. Uh, he was in non. What do they call that? Sideline apparel. Uh, street clothes. <laughs> yeah, he he. Uh, someone's asking if, if we're missing Alexander. I thought Malcolm Thompson. Now my buddy Kevin said he looked a little lost on some plays. But I thought in the second half, especially Malcolm Thompson came to play. Uh, uh, well, actually, in the first quarter, him and Nichols had a beauty. It was a halfback blitz with Nichols. Uh, Thompson was in on it too. Uh, yeah, I I thought Thompson played well from from what I can see as as a non X's and O's expert. Uh, <laughs> I thought uh, he he had a I believe he had a sack on a on another safety blitz. Yeah, he had a sack. I believe. Oh no, he didn't have a sack, but he was in on one. I don't know. I I, I thought he played pretty well, but I, I I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not objective about him. I like him already, and it's you know confirmation bias. But I do think he played. I don't know. Now I'm just yammering. I thought he played. Well. <laughs> thought Travis he played well. Travis mentioning in the chat that uh, not sure who you'd pick as a warrior, but thankful Ottawa was undisciplined. They really yeah. really were. I I, I understand. The 83 yards of penalties they had yeah, is inflated from, from some of those PIs. Uh, but nine penalties to Winnipeg's four, like four for 38, that's Mike O'Shea football. That's, Mike that's O'Shea. you know, like you had the Drew Brown procedure call because, you know, he he admitted in the post game that, you know, his his cadence uh, was a little bit rusty and, and that sort of thing. You know, stepping on, it's like, okay, how much time do I got? Okay, I'm going to do my cadence and uh, call my play, that sort of thing. But um, four for 38, it probably could have been three for 33 uh that's a great number versus nine penalties for 83 yards um i i think winnipeg is is thankful that uh the ottawa red blacks made the mistakes they did when they did there was a lot of uh holding on their returns which by you the way so? that's, this yeah. is just anecdotal i feel like a lot of our the opponents when they come to ig field get a lot of holding calls on returns is that is that it is that is is that a function of how good our teamers are the gunners and and the cover guys that you do take holding calls because you're out of position because they are so positionally sound with with mm. the like Boudreaux and O'Shea right I wonder about that and that's anecdotal I don't know have the I don't have the stats but I do notice that happens quite a bit oh I think I pulled up the wrong well, question here oh I wanted to uh this is an interesting one, Zach. What do you think of this? The Bombers are missing Kenny Lawler more than they're letting on. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I saw another. I saw, saw Noah Da say uh, earlier in the chat that the Bombers uh, receivers weren't creating any separation. I'd have to watch again. Yeah, I, I got. I have to watch that game again. I, I think, and I will. Yeah, I will because I got no. I got no life this weekend. <laughs> I do, that's I'll not true anyway. i got i gotta try to get the uh i gotta try to get the the yard in in some some decent shape i've been in big time training camp mode right yeah um, you you uh you do need to get the yard you keep talking about that yard 
Should I come by with my push mower? Would you? I would well, appreciate that a lot. I, 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 I would appreciate that a lot. I, I like this push mower. I, I I have an electric one, and it always comes uh, out. Of, the cord always comes undone. Who is our Walby's warrior? Let's stop dithering, Darren. I for me, you know what? I'm going to give it to Kyrie Wilson. He's an unsung hero. Uh, we didn't have the same strength on on uh, the defensive line, so I think the linebacking core maybe needed to step up a bit. I'm giving I'm giving my Walby warrior to copy paste. Forgive me, everyone, for, for putting that there. We're just trying to trying to push everything out of the the live okay. chat, but uh, yeah, we, we had some fun there. Uh, Mark Morissette saying Taylor, Nick Taylor, sure he had the pick, had the yeah. nice pick. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind that. Good. That's pretty Five good. Tackles one pick. He was in there. Play uh, wearing his number nine again. I noticed. Yeah. Well, wasn't he twenty five when he first started and and stuck. You know, maybe he, yes. maybe he's been nine for a bit now. I don't know. It's like yeah, he was he was nine last year. He yep. was. Uh, who's our who's our Westwood's wide to the right? We might have to change the moniker there. We'll we'll think of something. <gasps> well, you could you could say that if headshots can happen in a game and the officials are able to miss yeah. that, that's a problem. Yeah, that's is. a problem the CFL needs to figure out. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Zach Kolaris or some guy you never heard of or, or a rookie or a 10-year vet. It doesn't matter. If somebody gets hit like Zach Kolaris did tonight, shoulder to the head and then head to the turf, I understand the injury spotter caught it, but if, if there's a hit to the head of a quarterback, we absolutely need that called in the game it has to cost the team in the game that discipline needs to happen i i you mentioned that off the top uh, i i think um you're you're bang on nail on the head uh zach no question you can't you can't it it, it renders the cfl and we've heard this a number of times darren it renders it bush league because mm -hmm. if if the zebras don't catch that and then you have the command center that misses it you know and it affects the game. It's like you kind of get the wind knocked out of your sails as a fan. Like I am fine to have the Bombers lose a game that they deserve to lose. And maybe there's a couple of missed calls both ways, right? Mm -hmm. Refs are human too. But if you blow that and, and people are getting injured and you're getting headshots and concussions are a massive issue, you have to make it. You got to hit the wallet. You got to hit the game. You 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 cannot allow that to happen. And I don't know how the command center doesn't come in. Maybe maybe we don't know all the rules. We have to get clarity on that. But the Dolphins' well, own one was was a fumble that the Bombers were driving into the red zone. Right. I I, I missed that hit. I did not see it. Yeah. I did no, not see it. it. Popped off. Uh, unless I missed something. And and, oh, and, and yes. well, yeah, he, he fumbled. Yeah. He fumbled for sure, and it was a fair fumble. The DB played a good. Play. I didn't. I didn't see the collision, so I don't yeah. know how his helmet came off. It was after the fumble, and it was a late headshot. I think it was even helmet to helmet, and you just can't have that. And, and, is... and you got to penalize the crap out of a team. And if the bombers put up seven there instead of turning the ball over, guess who's wearing the goat horns? It's not that that a bit of money from his pocketbook, which I get is important, but you can't. You can't allow that. And Denis put it well, you have to protect the quarterback. 
you have like the 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 court uh, you we talked uh, i heard you talk about this uh with with walby in the pregame i think this isn't ricky ray and 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 michael riley and and anthony calvillo mm-hmm. uh, the quarterbacks you need to have good quarterbacks in the cfl it's a throwing league and you well 2011 we did not have good quarterback like the quarterback play was in right. chris walby's terms and i think we can say this because it's bonfire uh game day after dark and it's after 1 a.m here central the quarterbacking in 2021 was shit yeah it was yeah Ooh, i couldn't i couldn't say that in my radio days but here we are on youtube and facebook what's going on yeah, no, I mean, uh, I love it, Darren. And uh, I think we're allowed to say that after 1 a.m. I think so. Oh, my yeah. God, this porn bot keeps coming back. Ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, he fumbled. It was a fair fumble, but you got to k- take that stuff out of the game. And you lose Zach Kolaris. Who do you have left who's a marquee guy, right? Boli, yeah. he rolled his ankle. He'll, he should be fine. But uh, anyway... Should we should we put a bow on this, Darren? What do you? Yeah, think? I I think so. We we could put a bow on it. I I this is what I know. I look like I feel like I am I am I'm condensated. Is that a word? Is <laughs> <laughs> that another word for schwitzing? That's what they say in Yiddish. Schwitz. schwitz. Well, not not schnitzing. Not schnitzing. Schwitzing. Schwitzing is. That's a that's a Yiddish word. That's going for like a steam or something, right? Well, Schwitz is going for a steam, but Schwitzing is sweating. So maybe oh, okay. Well, yeah. I I, I want to have a play on words here, but I'm scared I'm going to say something I'll regret. So yeah, <laughs> it's like well, Schwitzing, like, you know, I'm Schmitzing like. Schnitzing. Yeah. Well, well, Schnitzer actually means wood whittler. It's not even wood cutter, which would be kind of cool, but. Okay. It's like somebody makes little carvings. Well, I do know my last name. Like I was adopted and I, I, at, you know, as an infant, uh, and very fortunate for that, um, not lost on me, but my family's last name is of German descent. And I think B-A-U-M means tree. So there's, there's like Baumgartner and Tannenbaum, right? Uh, I believe that's like tree decorator is Tannenbaum, like, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, the, you know, like the Christmas song, that sort of thing. Baumgartner is like an, like an arborist. Uh, I think bombing is tree like. Um, so when you say wood carvings, yeah, it kind of goes with tree like, right? So these are the deep, deep chopping up the wood, chopping the wood. Yeah. Carrying water and chopping wood. That's right, buddy. Well, Oh, we got one more here. Happy honker award. I love it. The old school throwing it back to uh, the so, the greats and the legends on radio of years, decades that, gone by. Hunter, was that sort of the unsung hero, sort of the, the, mm, I don't know. What was the happy honk? It had something to do oh, with like right. people in their cars honking their horn yeah. or something. Uh, forgive me. I, I, I don't have that, that historical uh, recall, like, like so many great, uh, uh, you know, broadcasters in this market. Have talked I feel about like Darren, sorry to interrupt. I feel like yeah. it. I feel like it was sort of like it wasn't the game ball guy. It wasn't. It, it wasn't the warrior. It was like another. It was like someone you know, sort of an unsung hero or someone who made a play. Like you know, you give it to Drew Brown as as the uh, as the right. Walby's right. Kyrie Wilson, Nick Taylor. Yeah, uh, but then there's like that other, that other, that other one. 
Who gets the see, happy honker, that extra one? Oh, see, Neil Neil's chiming in and saying it was uh cactus. Okay. Uh, no, was that cactus Jack? Jack Matheson. Jack. Yeah, Jack Wells. Well, Jack it was cactus Jack Wells, but Jack Matheson. Unsigned hero uh, type player. Sard is saying it. Right. Yeah. Who was the unsung hero? Thanks, Sard, for morning big blue. Love it. Yep. Appreciate it. And like everybody in the live chat tonight, awesome. Like yeah, they, awesome they stuff. Who's, yeah. who's the unsung hero? That that's a good that's a good question. Um, yeah, and comment mentioning there uh, the legendary Bob Irving, Kenny Plain, my favorite bomber that I never got to see live, but man, I love watching yeah, the clips yeah. of him play. Uh, what what an absolute star he was, uh, and I've heard he has twenty four grandkids in Winnipeg. I've heard that as well. So there there well him hey Noah Noah is calling uh, the bonfire hotline right now. So uh, leave right, those voicemails. We'll, we'll get to it, but, um, yeah, like, like he comes up from Iowa yeah, and now he's a Winnipegger and all of these planes here on, uh, the prairies, uh, Kenny plane, of course, uh, that that's such just a, a cool, cool, cool thing. Um, I'm looking yeah. at the roster, man. Who's the unsung hero? Well, okay. Well, like Chris Walby would do it like this. He would say, okay, I'm looking in the trenches. I'm looking yeah. for somebody that was just Absolutely. solid all night. Uh, somebody who plays the right way. And I thought Winnipeg, this is, this is my take. I thought Winnipeg did do a good job, especially late in the game on pressuring Jeremiah Mazzoli. And when it was second and long, like I remember one point in the fourth quarter, it was second and nine and they brought everyone to the line of scrimmage and they got enough pressure on Mazzoli where he couldn't complete passes, uh, you know, for first downs. And, and it, it's yeah. the old kind of Chris Jones way um, of really sending the house on second down and forcing teams to make errors. Uh, Nick Kowalski saying Casey sales so close to who I was thinking, Nick, uh, I'm thinking Jake Thomas. Uh, he's just nice. a guy that goes and gets his nose dirty every single week. We, you know, you and I are talking about, chopping wood and carrying water that's jake thomas yeah. so i'll give him my uh walby warrior tonight or a jake thomas that's a solid one i mean i feel like jake thomas could always be up for the unsung hero uh happy honker award yeah uh, i'm just looking at his stats i don't know if even it doesn't mean that does it doesn't mean he doesn't get the award mm -hmm. these are the from cfl.ca i don't even see him on the stat line but that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, you can be you can be a happy honker and not have an official stat. I I I'm gonna go with Casey Sales. You okay. Know, I I because because we all know that that Masoli. I just said you know when Kalaris can run and make an off script play, you know that's tough to defend, almost impossible. When we know Masoli can run the ball, and when he tried that one time, Darren Casey Sales gets off the block from a vet like Darius Siraco. And and brings him down, and that that got me out of my seat. I I thought that was uh, I thought that was a great play. So I'm going to give mine to second year defensive tackle Casey Sales. Love it, love yeah. it. Good choice, good choice. Yeah. Look at us picking a couple de defensive tackles uh, for hey, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You you build from you build the quarterback and you build from the inside out. That's right. 
That's yep. how you build a good football you win, team. You win football games on special yep. teams and at the line of scrimmage. You go get yep. Mike Miller. You go get yep. Justin Medlock. You go uh, build your, your defensive line with, uh, you know, developing Jackson Jeffcoat and signing uh, Willie Jefferson and getting some good players in the middle like Steven Richardson and, and like Jake Thomas um, of years gone by, Steven Richardson, of course. And then, uh, uh, you know, guys like Casey Sales and Ricky Walker and, yeah. You know, we didn't even mention Cedric Wilcots yeah. got to the quarterback early in the first quarter. And I, I know LB Mack was the starter on the, the Blue Bombers team issue yeah. depth chart, but it was Cedric yeah. Wilcots, 93, who was really getting a lot of that work uh, in place of, of Jackson Jeffcoat. And well, it, it's it's probably good news that, um, you know, Jeffcoat uh, was practicing this past week. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's. It, it's unlikely he will miss a, a good stretch of time. I think that's that's very good news for for Jackson Jeffcoat. Sure is. I like the copy and paste, buddy. Well, oh, do it, doing everything I can here. I got to get like a copy and paste of a couple lines. Yeah. You know, what, what this is what this is what's crazy. This is what's absolutely crazy. I'm blocking all of these bots. Yeah. And another one comes. So like, yeah, when when they say you've made it, when uh, you know the bots start coming, I guess that's truly the case because. This isn't the same bot coming back and back. I know it probably looks familiar uh, uh -huh. with the you know the same emojis and and absolute crap coming out of uh, that technical or that technology mouth that is that bot. Yeah. But um, yeah. regardless, uh, they're just coming hot and heavy at us. I'm uh, just on, laughing because Lorenzo yeah. who is your Welby warrior. <laughs> yeah, okay, everybody's jumping in. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, sorry, Bartel. No, no chance. They're getting uh, the Warrior Award. Oh, uh, man. This, but, uh, this has been too much fun. You guys got to keep bringing it on the chat. I love it. I yep. do want to just give one more shout out to my my new friend, Brian. He's a retired superintendent. We met okay. at the park. He was with his granddaughter. And uh, we started chopping it up. He's wearing a bomber shirt. I'm wearing a bomber shirt. And, and sure enough, uh, I tell him about the show. And and now I see him walking around the area on his walks, uh, uh, listening to our podcast. So shout nice. out to you, Brian. Love it. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at the park again with the kids. And uh, we'll chop it up about the bombers. And uh, maybe you'll give me some notes, my friend. So thank you, everybody in the chat. It, it was uh, it was a game we didn't maybe deserve to win, Darren, but we won. Right. And it's 1-0, a long way to go. but. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, I'll take it. Well, Hey, well, it. welcome. Welcome to life, right? Like, uh, the blue bombers are a good football team. They had a bad day and they were still able to win. Uh, there, there's a reason for that. Um, I cannot fail to mention an absolutely awesome duo. And it is Heather and Sid at Maroon's yeah. road apparel. Like, have you guys checked this stuff out? It's awesome. Look at this new blue bombers design they have with the dual wing plane dropping the football bombs uh they've got all the sizes you need uh i own a couple of these t-shirts not this this exact one um but they are super soft high quality wash really well uh they're they're really really good uh top-notch uh stuff as is the fat boy of course uh how about that for uh, a great um uh, t-shirt design uh this is one of my favorites zach yeah the yeah. old pac-man in my saint james yeah. where i was born and raised and and seeing that iconic 
you know, mid-century design uh, that is uh, Winnipeg Stadium on Maroons Road uh, is, is so great. Like, look at this. Beautiful yes. hoodie, beautiful design. Uh, this is the thing, Zach. You're the resident father on uh, here on, on uh, Bonfire yeah. Sports. Father's Day is coming. And people Father's day is coming. I'm getting a new bike helmet, but I, I do. That's what I asked for, but I do need to get me that bombs away shirt. I, I see Travis has it. I love it, man. And, and, and like I said, if my wife gives me a shirt that is bombers esque, but not from the <laughs> bomber store and it's stylish and it looks good. Yeah. Everybody in the schnitzer family wins. So yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna. I gotta hit up Maroons Road. Absolutely, Garrett. So, it's great stuff. Check them out on uh, Instagram, uh, MaroonsRoadApparel.com. Uh, their name and link is in the video description for this video. Uh, these prints are really cool too. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I have this print right over my shoulder. Um, they make. They can do different colors for these prints too. So if you want it like, you know, uh, uh, gold on white or blue on whatever, they can uh, do it up for you too. So great people over there, a local small business, love supporting local, uh, love keeping money in our economy here in Southern Manitoba and Heather and Sid are just two awesome people, uh, a small family and uh, doing a cool thing uh, with all their stuff at Maroons Road Apparel. So check them out, Maroons Road Apparel dot com and uh that link in our description uh as i mentioned they got toques too you can never yeah. not buy a toque yeah for manitoba like you're gonna need it eventually yeah. what happened to your light what's going on is it is it like well uh, i i i'm playing with the chatters here i'm like well how do you like them apples oh here's after dark for you <laughs> here's after dark for you come on whoever it was i love it or bring it on bring it on um, yeah, great show, DB. I love it. And uh, I always listen to us again, uh, not because I'm a narcissist, but because I actually <laughs> enjoy the content. <laughs> I want to, and I take notes. I'm like, what is like, Did, did DB really that? say that? Oh my yeah, God, yeah. right? What's he yeah, thinking? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're going to go to bed because you're the resident father here on yeah. Game Day After Dark. Hey, I'm going to wake I... up. You want to know, buddy? Come on. Yeah. No, you're, you're going to bed happy. You were fired up this morning, uh, and people, uh, if they don't follow you on Instagram, find it. Uh, it's in our story, bonfire.sports. You can plug your Instagram right now. What was that? Well, yeah, that was good. Eh? What, 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 what is your, your uh, Instagram? Forgive me. At, at, at Zach Schnitzer48. You can okay. see my jersey number. Yep. My dad... Lo love the miss the guy like crazy every day my best friend he, he passed at a you know at an age that he it was too early right 69 but um listen uh he was born in 48 so i love 48 that's that, that's my new handle i think it's gonna stick and yes i had a uh <laughs> i had a bit of a moment this morning i was a little bit jacked i was in in the basement here with my son playing with some toys and uh I just had a. I just had to. I had to just. You know. Yeah, you were you were tarps off, uh, channeling your inner Chris Streveler. You you were fired up. So listen, <laughs> so listen. We like it's it's almost one thirty. You're gonna go to bed because you're the resident father. I am going to get a cold beverage and get the podcast up 
right yeah, away. So yeah. if uh, you missed any of the show, check that out. You can rewatch the, the replay on YouTube and on Facebook. Thanks everybody out there. Like I am yeah. so pumped uh, yeah. and encouraged by the support, the interaction, the live chat, the calls and texts on the hotline. We're going to get that involved in the show very soon hectic days these home games where i've got to kind of race home and and the rest but uh yeah good night to you all mark and dennis uh and lorenzo and travis and everybody uh comet uh and uh well it goes on and on right like uh walker and noah and brett man like thanks everybody uh for for checking in even tau zen checks in uh last second and and goes uh says go blue so, kind of like Drew Brown just comes in at the end and uh, uh, takes it over the top. Tows in. Way to go. Yeah. Sard always checking in on the live chat. Sard wanted to know our schedule. So here it is, Sard, because uh, you're, you're here right now. Uh, I, I saw your comment uh, on bonfiresports.ca. Tuesday nights, all season, 7.30 p.m. sharp. Zach and I go live with Bonfire Midweek. Pre-game is generally the day before the game at about 3 o'clock central time and then post game one hour and a bit maybe one hour after uh all bomber home and road games every game we're going to do uh game day after dark but uh shout out everybody uh we will sign off for the night thanks for supporting thanks for watching check us out twitter facebook youtube instagram uh, get all those uh uh, good socials going and uh like and subscribe that helps us out uh, a heck of a lot too so uh thanks for doing that Last and thoughts from the shits. Yeah, I get the last word, right? Because I don't get the last word at all. I don't even get the freaking first word or the middle word. I don't get any word. You so, do here, man. Mark Morissette says, say my name. I just did, buddy. We, we don't want to miss you, Mark. Sard, awesome. And hit up uh, um, Morning Big Blue forum. Uh, Sard is a champ on there. I post our stuff there as well as the other forum, the, the Blue Bombers forum. Great, great ways to connect with other fans and, and chop it up there. Uh, great people. So. Yeah, love y'all, and uh, thank you for watching. And this was a this was a lively chat, Darren. This was fun. It was. And listen, you you people on the chat, you're what take this team over the this team over the top. Yep. Right? Mark Morissette, I see you in the live chat yeah. there. I'll say your name. We we appreciate you all. So if I, I don't shout you out by name, I'll get you next time. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bombers win tonight. Two points. Yeah, uh, two point win. Nineteen seventeen. One and zero on the year. Rematch. Seven days from now, well, I guess almost six uh, as we're yeah. into Saturday morning now, Zach. But uh, we will see you on Tuesday night for Bonfire That's Midweek sweet. with this guy and me. And, and uh, pregame, as always, with Chris Walby, postgame, uh, game day after dark. Thanks for joining us. We will everybody. have lots to talk about, and we'll both have hopefully rewatched the game. And apparently we might even get a special guest, some bald guy. We'll see. What's the, we'll see. Now that he, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna if he's going to be game. <laughs> not now i don't know buddy we'll see all right take care everybody have a great night enjoy okay, the weekend okay good night everyone